Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to All Together, the Family Science Insights Podcast, produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Dina Sargent. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. So as students, we often have those moments where we struggle to maintain a relationship with our family members and dealing with deadlines and balancing all of that. So to talk about her experiences with maintaining a close relationship with her family is our new host for the Personal Productivity and Personal Resilience podcast, Joanna Wick-Ramarotne. How are you going today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. So you're joining me, this is the first time as an actual guest on a show. Yes, yeah. And not just sort of like introducing yourself as you will see on the other two shows that you're now hosting. Yeah, so, so exciting. it's really good to have you. Thank you. Really glad that we have another person to take over those two shows because it was a lot for a lot of us. Yeah, I can so. imagine, yes. <laughs> So now I don't know much about your family life and sort of the situation that your family is, but it's going to be really interesting to find out. So how would you describe your relationship with your family? I would say that we're not traditional, but we definitely have ways that we connect and we maintain like our unity and our um, ability to stay close to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, We've always stuck together and that's been something that's been important to my family. Mm-hmm. ever since I was born. Well, that's a really, that's a really cool way of like living. I, I'm, I've seen in a lot of it and it's really cool that there are some families out there that are really close together and close knit in terms of just the way that they communicate as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think every family has their own way of doing things and their own way of being close. Mm-hmm. You know, for some families that's the traditional stuff like sit down dinners and talking about your day every day. Um, but other families, they have different ways of doing things and different ways of staying close. And my family have definitely adopted new ways of doing that over the years. So that's yeah. really cool, especially with your dealing with your studying as well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a really different dynamic because mm-hmm. as you go from like high school to uni to then full time work, um, which I'm not at yet. But um, with like studying, you have to learn how to adapt that to like your family life and making time and balancing both of them is so important. Yeah, and I definitely love that we're talking about that today and sort of the ways that you maintain a close relationship with them. Yeah. So before we get started, we love to start off with a little icebreaker. Now, you've done this as a host or done this as a guest on another show, but you're doing this as a guest on here. And this is going to be... So just share the first thing that sort of comes to your mind um, when I say these different questions. Okay. Perfect. Beautiful. Okay, the first one is a favourite book of yours. Oh, this is so hard. I suck with having favourites, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick one book, it would be The Alchemist. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I went into, like, reading that book, not sure if I would like it because it's one of those, like, classics, I think, and I'm not, like, a big fan of classics. I'm more of, like, a young adult sort of novel person. Yeah. But it's such a good book. Yeah. Okay. I've got that on my bookshelf that I keep saying that I'll read 
books and I keep seeing it, <laughs> but I keep seeing other books that sort of take over. Yeah. So is it that kind of book where you just have to really sit down and just read it? Unfortunately, yeah. You kind of have to get through like the first 10 pages and actually mm-hmm. like push through and be like, okay, I want to read this because it gets good and it does get good. And like, you mm-hmm. don't want to put it down by the end of it. So highly recommend. And it's like a shorter book as well. It, yeah. Yeah. I keep seeing it, but I'm like, okay, there's a shorter book. There's shorter books over there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll definitely try to make the effort to no, to do that. You should. Now, how about a favorite movie that you have? I have to say Harry Potter. I said this on the other show too, <laughs> and we had a full conversation about it. But Harry Potter, all the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Okay, which one's your favorite? Um, The Goblet of Fire. Oh, that's my least favorite. <gasps> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like how it was filmed. Like the way oh. they sort of did the little lighting and stuff like yeah. that. Sort of made it really sucky in a way like it didn't look professional that's fair I think I'm just biased to Cedric Diggory yeah um Robert Patterson yeah that sort of does up it a little bit for me yeah Order of the Phoenix is probably the worst one I that's the one I've watched the least when I've like watched them over and over again yeah um it's for me it's Goblet of Fire and then like the Deathly Hallows okay one and part two yeah Yeah. my favorite is Half-Blood Prince that's because of Malfoy I will there you go. I will I will sort of put that out there that yeah. I'm a huge Malfoy fan. So <gasps> that's yeah. controversial. I know. <laughs> so controversial. You can do a whole episode on just that. Oh <laughs> you probably could. Now, how about a favorite podcast that you have? I'm listening to a couple at the moment. Mm-hmm. So first thing I do in the morning is I listen to a podcast called The Squiz, if you've heard of it. No, I don't think I have. So it's just like 10 minutes of news every day. Um, they release at 6 a.m. So it's okay. just like everything you need to know for the day, like Australia-wise and internationally. Okay. So it's a really quick podcast. I always just chuck that on. And I'm listening to Potterless, which is a Harry Potter podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they just he. So it's by Mike Schubert, I believe. And he just goes through every book, every chapter, and he just like – has a bit of a laugh about everything that happens and it's a very lighthearted take on Harry Potter. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I love when they have the little niche sort of topics when they talk about like a specific community that yeah. everyone can sort of get behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what podcasts are. I mean, podcasts are a huge niche place that you won't really find in anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. if you have an interest, I bet there's a podcast for it. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Now, how about a famous role model? I would say Emma Watson. Totally not related to (laughs) Harry Potter. No, there's no relation. Just because. She's an actress, a businesswoman, an activist, a feminist. Like, (laughs) she does it all. And she's just been so inspirational watching her from Harry Potter to now and just how she, like, deals with life and obviously being in, like, the limelight and everything. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, she's just so inspirational for young women as well. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think she's she's incredible. It's just how much she's grown as a person as well. Like you see the different ways that she does things now and yeah. how much she fights for fights for things that we don't even realize is an actual problem because we're so used to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, how about a course that you've completed that's sort of been a huge inspiration to you? I wouldn't say I have like a specific course, but mm-hmm. I would say like uni in general. Okay. Um, so I'm studying design and business, um, not business, media communications at the moment. And my like media communication side of my degree, so I'm majoring in journalism. Mm-hmm. That side's been so enlightening over like the past 
like two and a half years I've been doing it now Mm -hmm. and I just learned so much about like society about like the nature of media and just how like you know people function in general um so it's just been so interesting to see that dynamic um from a more like professional perspective as well something you definitely don't get in high school yeah Yeah. no I think I love like I'm a huge people watcher so I love sort of knowing the intimate ways that people do things because I know everyone does things very differently yeah yeah so it's amazing to see like even just your morning routine everyone's morning routine is so different oh yeah like there's no one set way there's some concepts that are very similar yeah but like that's what I think that's why I love documentaries so much and that sort of area of media Mm. and I think media is pretty pretty incredible as to the way that I mean talking about as a consumer and as well as a creator for it yeah is really interesting yeah for sure yeah. there's so much to learn okay so we're talking about family relationships and sort of maintaining a relationship with your family while you're studying because I know uni is busy and nerve-wracking and takes up majority of your entire life yeah I'm in the last couple of weeks of my degree and I am stressed I could imagine <laughs> yeah so how, why is it important for you as a student to sort of stay connected with your family? I think it just helps me stay a bit grounded and they're also a great support system. So if you're having a stressful time, like exams, assignments, whatever you've got going on and obviously juggling like work, because um, uni is not always what people only do. They have a lot of other things going on in their lives. So <laughs> family is so important as sort of like something to fall back on when you're in your most stressful of times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're just a really great support system. Yeah. So what kind of things does your family do in, like, supporting you throughout uni? What sort of things um, that they sort of go through with you? So if I ever have something that's stressing me out, I can go to, like, my mum or my dad or even my brother and talk to them about it because they've got experience dealing with that in some way, even though it might not be directly related to like my course or uni they've got experience with dealing with stress or time management or anything that you might have going on so it always helps to be able to talk to it with people who actually know you and know you really well as well Mm -hmm. because they can give you advice that's tailored to who you are as an individual okay yeah and what are some of the common challenges that you sort of go through when maintaining that relationship with them I think I'm sure you've experienced this too, the whole, like, for example, when you come back from school, like when you were in high school or middle school and your mum would be like, so how was your day? And you were like, yeah, it was good. You know, like just overcoming that, like I've had a really long day. I kind of just want to like be in my own space, being able to overcome that and know that they just really want to know like how your day has been. They want to be a part of like your life still. Mm -hmm. So letting your family in, like as we grow older, we might get more distant from like the people that we've known our entire lives. Mm-hmm. So the challenge would be just maintaining that connection and the importance of communication with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when about communication, is there sort of a boundary that you do set up with how much you want them to know or is it sort of like a huge open communication? For me, there are some boundaries. Like if there are more personal things mm-hmm. that my parents might not be able to relate to because I think it is a generational thing at times too. There are things you know you can talk about, you can't talk about. I mean, every family is different. Each mm-hmm. person has a different relationship with their mum, dad, sibling or whatever. 
Um, but for me, yeah, there are boundaries. But I know when it's like things that are stressful, like academically mm-hmm. or managing my workload or things that are more logistical, like how can I do this while I'm doing this as well? Like I'll go to my mum or I'll go to my dad and I'll talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. But if it's more like, oh, like maybe something to do with mental health, I would go to like my friends or my brother. Yeah. yeah. So how important is that um, support system for you? It's really important because you've got different people in your lives for different things. Mm -hmm. My friends, I've got like a lot more of a personal relationship with them as anyone would. And with my family, it's just something more, like I said, grounding. Um, Yeah. Okay. And how do you think your your family can support you in their efforts to also stay connected to you? Because like communication is a two-way street. Mm. It's everything is you, you put an effort, they put an effort. So what's something that they do that sort of gives you that feeling that, okay, I know I can talk to them? Yeah, I mean, just being open and approachable is great. Like they'll always be like, for example, if I'm home, they won't be like shut off in their rooms or whatever. They'll be in like an open space. I feel like I can go up to them, approach them. It's never like this is my space. Don't come into it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm always welcome to talk to them. And they also make efforts, like I said, to ask me about my day, how I've been, what I've been up to. Like I come back from work or I come back from uni and they want to know what's happening in my life. So that initiative as well as genuine care. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, do you have any personal story? where being in touch with your family made a difference in your day as a student? Um, I would say during COVID, um, like while I was studying, being in touch with my parents really helped me, like academically, because I couldn't really see my friends. So my parents and my brother, they became like my best friends. Mm -hmm. And they were just people I could talk to um, for literally anything. I would rant to them about everything. So anything I would do with my friends, I would do with them, but in person. So it was really great to have them there and to help me push through like a tough time where I couldn't be in person with, you know, my teachers, tutors, my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that time in COVID really changed a lot of the ways families communicate, yeah. especially when being surrounded by each other for literally 24 hours. A yeah, day. exactly. I mean, for some time, sometimes it could be a bit much, but, yeah. you know, there's always like the before COVID and then the after COVID. And I think definitely benefited from the after COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now talking about the practices and the habits that you could sort of go through to maintain that relationship. Um, you spoke about sort of just having that communication and having that open communication. Yeah. What are three good things that you sort of experience when going through that practice? Um, I guess one good thing would be just feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. You feel a lot more comfortable with your family and just being able to say anything and developing that sort of comfortability is really important because your family should be people you can approach without hesitation or being scared. Um, and another benefit of that would just be like strengthening your bond with them. Um, the more you let them in, the more your relationship is going to grow. And I'm a strong believer in that. And lastly, I would say, Ooh, it allows you to learn more about your family. Yeah. You know, the more you communicate with them, the more you learn. Cause I feel like everyone has this mentality of, oh, I've been living with them well, for me, like 20 years of my life. I know everything there is to know about them, yep. but you really don't. Like every time I sit down with my mom, we'll have like a conversation about one thing and then it would lead to like her past. And she would tell me like little stories from her childhood. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. And at the end of it, I would feel like I've just gotten so much closer to her. Yep. And especially being at an age where, 
like a lot of things from her past can be related to me as I'm like going through this like you know coming of age sort of yeah okay era of my life yeah. <laughs> you know like it can be applied to myself so mm-hmm. yeah okay now while there's good things that sort of come about with the communication there's also some negative things mm. and sort of some challenges that you can face so what are some challenges that you can experience from having that communication I think sometimes you can take your family for granted you know like you might not do this with your friends but you think that you can just sort of like like unleash and just be get frustrated or get like annoyed at them um, just because they're there and you know that they're your family they're always going to be there for you in most cases so yeah sometimes you just lose sight of the fact that they're always there to help you they're not your enemy Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to take things out on them when they don't deserve that and they're just trying to be there for you and you've had a stressful day and you just don't want anyone to talk to you, but they're there behind you being like, oh, what'd you do? And you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered talking about it. Um, that's like the biggest challenge because communication isn't something that, you know, you always want to do. Sometimes you just want your personal space and you just want time where you don't have to talk to anyone, you don't have to do anything, but you go home and you're going home to these people who want to know about your day. Yes. So there's a bit of, you know, there's tension there sometimes, but yeah. yeah. I always feel like, especially when you're talking with family as a teenager, you're like, you don't tell them anything. Yeah. Like there's that sort of boundary and it's not even between you and them, it's between you just see how other people are with their parents and you're sort of taking that, okay, that's what the normal kind of thing is. Yeah, I did that a lot, especially in high school. I feel like I was very much that angsty teen who was like, don't talk to me, don't touch me, I don't want to tell you anything. Yeah, Um, I'll just be nice to my friends. And then sort of observing, you know, older people in my life and their relationships with their kids or like with their parents and my friends and stuff, I was like, okay, wow, like having a better relationship with my family will actually benefit me in so many ways. Like I'll feel good about myself, but I'll also feel like my family is not my enemy, you know? Yeah. 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 Especially the the whole enemy thing. Like I always think like, okay, it's me versus them. Oh yeah. And that was a huge change that sort of realized as you get an adult. And I think over COVID as well, you're sort of like, you had to be more open. Yeah. You had to find things to talk about. One, you were really bored, Mm. struggling around with each other. Yeah. And then two, you found out that they were pretty much human. I think especially with parents, you forget that they're pretty much just two people. Yeah. They're not like, yes, they're your parents, but they're also two humans that you can talk to. Yeah. It's not like there's a huge, okay, I'm older than you, so I'm better than you. I'm Mm. older than you. And so I'm, um, there are things that we just can't relate to. But as you get older, like I think you mentioned earlier, like the older you get, the more you realize that they are very similar. Yeah. They do just want to talk as people. Yeah, exactly. And it's so important to get rid of that, like, me against them. They're out to get me mentality. Like, sure, sometimes they're out to get you. Yeah. Um, and it very feel, it very much feels like, oh, mum and dad are, like, ganging up against me. But um, it's, it's never really like that because at the end of the day, they really do have your best intentions at heart most of the time. Um, yeah, I think it takes a lot of maturity as well and growing up to realise that. Like, I'm still realising that every day mm-hmm. when I talk to my parents. But, yeah. I think the whole idea with family is very, very different. I mean, I think we spoke about every family is very different yeah. as to how they communicate. But so 
how often do you find that time to communicate? Because I think you mentioned um, before we started recording that you don't have like family dinners. There's no like mm. set time when you guys sit down and eat. Yeah. So how do you find that time to really just be um, maintain that relationship with them? Yeah. So I often find that I'm normally out of the house like most of the day because I've got uni, I've got work. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I come home, I like to set aside even like 10 minutes just to talk to my mum, talk to my dad, um, talk to my brother as well. Um, And just like get to know about like each other's days and even just the simple things, even if it's as small as like, hi, how are you? You know, like it for me, it's just like the small things that matter and acknowledging that they also exist and that they're just people as well, mm-hmm. you know, and they've had days to talk about. I've got a day I can talk about with them too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's just about knowing how you can treat them as a friend as well. I think that's a good a good perspective um, and a good outlook to have. Like they're a friend. So how would you treat a friend? Mm-hmm. You treat your family the same way. Yeah. No, I think the whole idea of treating family and friends differently it's very interesting because mm. I think everyone does it in a yeah. way. Like there's some things that, I mean, obviously there's some things that you can't tell your parents. Yeah. There are some things that you do want to keep as, yes, okay, parents, you are, there are some things that we don't tell you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like there's no, you're not going to be completely honest with them. I think all of us, I think majority of us as we're growing up, we're sort of like knowing where their boundaries are as well. Mm. Especially when it in- incriminates you. <laughs> you don't really want to say oh, anything. Oh, yeah. There's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I should tell them everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, why'd you get home late? Mm, I, the bus was late. Yeah, that's, that's the go-to. <laughs> that's the only reason you need to know. Yeah. I got here, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's always those things you can't say and that's just a given. Yeah. But then there are things you could so easily talk about. Like, yeah. how was your day? What did you do? Like, you know... Who did you see today? That kind of stuff. Yeah, like, oh, I hung out with a friend today. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like everyone, they need that boundary of communication where you know what is acceptable for the parent to know mm. enough for you to like, okay, you still have that communication. Yeah. But it's not like telling everything. Exactly. And I feel like once you're aware of those boundaries yeah. and you've kind of mutually set that up with your like family or whoever, um, then it'll become a lot easier to communicate with them and have a stronger like connection to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how has that communication sort of set your perspective as to how you see what family is and also how you see um, what everyday life looks like? I think it's just really shown me that comparison is not good when it comes to like developing a relationship with your family as much as you can be like oh they like my friend and her mom they do it like this it's about developing your own understanding of your own family dynamic and how you guys work mm-hmm. um and that's what's most important and it's definitely shaped my perspective on what family means to me yeah. and what family also means to my mum, my dad and my brother because it's different for them as well mm-hmm. um yeah it's just opened my eyes a lot on how we can build, you know, our, like, relationship together. Yeah. No, that sounds really nice. So now we're talking about practice. Now we have the open mic section. Gives you a chance to talk about anything that you are passionate about and want to share with the audience. Okay. Um, I think we spoke about this before and there is a huge surprise that you want. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about either. So I'm going to give you the floor. 
And we've got the last like couple of minutes or so. Yeah. That you can talk about anything that you want. Well, this just came to my mind totally last <laughs> minute. But I remember like I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw you wearing a Harry Styles t-shirt. Oh, yes. Oh, was it a tote? And I was like, ooh, Harry Styles. My eyes just <laughs> automatically drawn to that. So I was like, let's talk about Harry Styles because why not? Oh, why not? Let's go yeah. for it. Yeah. So okay. did you see him when he came to Melbourne? Yes. 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 I wasn't that close to him, but I did see him as he was leaving. Oh. And that was fun. No, it oh. was really nice. That's so good. It was such a good concert as well. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, I so, was so, so good. I was, I think you were there as well. Yeah. I can't believe the fact that you were there. It's just so weird. We didn't even know <laughs> each other at that point, but we were in the same space. Yeah. And Lou, who was another host for the Wellbeing and the Happiness show, she was also there no. as well. Oh, my God. So like, it's been so funny, the fact that we could have seen each other and not even know. Just not know. <laughs> could have made eye contact. And yeah, know. probably. Maybe. <laughs> No, I think Harry Styles, I feel like, is such a huge celebrity now. Mm. I think he's gained so much popularity from just him being by himself. Yeah, like, totally separate from One Direction. And yeah. he's doing it so well. Yeah, like, no, I, I want a um, One Direction reunion, though. Oh, that would be so I, good. I want that. <laughs> I feel like that would be kind of awkward, though, not going to lie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I am obsessed with One Direction. I still remember almost every song. Yeah. And it's on, like, a huge playlist of mine with all the other guys' individual oh, songs as well. Oh, stop. Yeah. No, I wish I went to the concert when they came here because they came to Australia, like, Dead. a while ago. But yeah. they came. But I wasn't a fan at that point. No, I felt like it was so bad to be a fan when they were, like, really I popular. Know. I feel like you had to be like, oh, no, I don't like Like, One I Direction. hate them, but I knew every song. <laughs> no, literally. Such bangers. They're so good. I feel like they're, like, just one band that you can't get rid of. No. Like, no matter how many times they say, okay, we're not coming back together, we're yeah. not, like, we're doing our own thing, I'm just like, nah, it's not happening. You yeah. guys are coming back. <laughs> no, like, you can hate them as much as you want, but you can't deny that they're iconic. No, so, exactly. They yeah. made your childhood. Oh, exactly. They are my childhood. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. They're pretty much what gave me a personality. <laughs> yeah, they sculpted who I am today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shout out to One Direction. Yeah, no, shout out to that. Well, hashtag, hashtag One Direction reunion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Joanna, for coming on. And for being a part of the show and for talking about Harry Styles and talking about family and all the stuff we talked about today. Yeah. So um, now you're the host of two other shows that we have for LMSL, which is the Personal Productivity, Personal Resilience. And we should see you there very soon and yes. starting to record with guests and yeah. interview them and take over from Gabriella and I. So that's exciting. Yes, yeah. <laughs> super exciting. Got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> oh, definitely a lot. Yeah, got big shoes to fill. Yes. So we've got, um, we'll have the link down to the other shows below. And just so you guys can have a direct link and probably see Joanna there very soon. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode. You've been listening to All Together, the Family Science Insights podcast, produced by Family Science Labs, a division of LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. More episodes are available from 10 life management perspectives and can be found by searching LMSL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website at fa.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Dina Sargent and thanks for tuning in.